You are listening to Peak One Sports. Welcome to this. <laughs> Whatever this is. <laughs> uh, welcome to the way too early roster grade special. Even though we're halfway through already, we're, uh, we get our own special for the Pacific. Yeah, buddy. And uh, and the uh, what is the other one called? The the central. central. Yep. I feel like. Metro's cool, Atlantic's cool, Pacific's cool, and uh, Central's just needs a better name. I would agree with that. Yeah, because like Vancouver's not in the in the Central. No, they're in the Pacific. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. It's, I don't know. Even though it's its own show now, the show has all the shows are brought to you by Betalytics. Go to betalytics.com, make a profile, promo code Peak One, get twenty five percent off, and make smarter bets, people. See me. I couldn't have really made much smarter bets this weekend on football. Hey, that a kid. Ha! Don't say that. No. Because if I'd have done all single bets, because I bet week one of football, and I'm a parlay guy when it comes to football, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I like to not win. Well, as you do. Um, (laughs) But uh, so I bet week one lost because of the Seahawks, you know, the one team in my seven leg parlay that Mm -hmm. didn't win. And then I took a couple weeks off. Then I won, I, I won some money on the UFC on Saturday night, so I like, you know what? I'm going to make some parlays on football on Sunday. I had a morning parlay and an afternoon parlay. Again, all but one team in both parlays hit. So if I'd have made, single, if I'd have made single bets in all my football bets, I would be like 17-3 and three right now. Hey, that's not bad. But instead, I'm 0-3 on parlays. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the problem that I see there. Um, so uh, I probably will get into that a little bit more on uh, this. If you're listening, if you're watching this right now, go back and check out the Bungalow Sports Show because like, it, it came out yesterday. It's like playing hockey and then going like, you know, hey, I won every face off. Mm-hmm. We had more time on time okay. in possession. We had more power plays, I, but we just but we lost because the other team had more goals. Are you saying like, I'm wait. the Rod Brindamore of of football parlays? <laughs> I I'm think. not gonna put. I'm not gonna <laughs> say it, but I think you already did. Um, but anyways, <laughs> again, don't be like me. Go to Betalytics. They'll give you all the info you need to make smarter bets. And back again for uh, they're gearing up for fantasy basketball. Daniel and I just did our draft for his fantasy hockey league. Sure did. If you are a commissioner of a fantasy league, and uh, you know it gets complicated, you got some attitudes. You don't. You don't. You don't like asking people for money. Uh, you know, in some of these leagues, some of these fantasy football leagues are crazy, dude. They have like payouts midweek and mm-hmm. like different, like all kinds of different money stuff going on. And League Swipe will help you. It'll just organize everything into a nice spreadsheet. It'll send out like uh, it, it'll be it'll be your uh, enforcer knocking on the door asking for money for oh, you, like so it doesn't have to come from you. It'll come from League Swipe. Say, that's hey, a, pay up. That's a great idea. You know what I mean? So makes everything a little less personal, so people don't necessarily. You know, I mean, all my fantasy leagues are real simple. At least the ones that I commission are the commissioner of, because I don't like doing a lot of work. I like just you know setting my lineups and set it, forget it, like Ron Popeil and the and the rotisserie cooker. Remember those infomercials? I do remember. Set those it infomercials. and forget it. <laughs> but if you don't do that in your uh, in your leagues and uh, you need a little bit of help, go to League Swipe. Let them know Peak One sent you. And, That's a uh, great idea. I need to I need to check. Go out check League it Swipe. out. See see. Like I said, I don't I don't do complicated commissioning, but if you do, go check it out. See what they do. I haven't used it yet. A few people in the league have used it and they liked it. 
we won't talk about Joey. Uh, we did our on one of our live uh, fight companion shows. It was like the first broadcast we did when they they weren't a sponsor anymore mm-hmm. after fantasy football drafts, and then he besmirched them. And did he know? Well, yeah, but he's a he Joey. Is, Joey's an idiot. <laughs> All right. He thinks good he to need, know. I'm I'm the commissioner of my football league, and it's just like yeah, but you don't need it because yeah. you're just it's just a regular regular league, you know. Mm. He's like, oh, help me with nothing. Well, I'm like yeah, because you don't need it. Yeah, you're not you're not doing a cash league, so Anyways. what do you, do you expect? Don't listen to Joey. Go to League Swipe. <laughs> also, go to bonfire.com slash store slash Peak One Sports Peak One Merch Store. We've got uh, the brand new Bungalow Fight Show shirt in there. I don't know why I never made one. But it's in there now. Um, we got baseball playoffs, so you can rock the Mr. and Mr. October shirt. That's a, a little play on me and Joey really not being into baseball until the playoffs start. I mean, I haven't um, watched a single baseball game yeah. all season. Even now, currently, yeah, in I'll playoffs, wait. I still haven't watched I'll wait. Game. I'll wait a little bit. Um, yeah, go there for uh, shirts, coffee cups, if you will. Um, other things are in the store. Go and I will it. go go check it out. See what you, you, know. you can get the official playoff expert shirt. That's my favorite. There you go. Yeah, that's there my you favorite. go. That's my favorite. Or the sweep daddies. I did that one because there were so many sweeps in the in the NH in, in the NHL. I was like, you know, we're all about sweeps. Anyways, let's get into let's do it. The NHL too early roster uh, evaluations here. Um, we've got through the East. The East is done. The East mm-hmm. is in the rearview mirror. East is over. I think you did a fantastic job oh, thank with you. your grades. I feel like everybody but Kana was happy <laughs> with uh, the outcome of those. But now we're going to get real close to home. You know what? I, I even I even thought about it today, too, going, you know, thinking like, man, was I too hard on the wings? And, and then I... And then don't, don't do that. But then I thought about this division because I'm having to like, we're having to think about what we're doing for Pacific mm-hmm. and the sharks came up in my mind and they got a guy named Phillips Zadina mm-hmm. from the wings because the wings refused to really keep him. Mm-hmm. And he was basically betting on himself. He's just like, no, you can release me from my contract. I'm just going to go and get more playing time somewhere else. And he's and, gonna get a lot in San Jose. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, you know, Philip Zadina, like that, that could be a really good get. Mm-hmm. Man, why did the Red Wings get rid of him? And then I, th- and then I, Same I reason keep you gave him the grade they got. I keep looking at it, and I'm just like, making weird moves. A, he was a sixth overall pick, right? That's a, and they needed this guy to hit, and he, I guess, didn't hit for them. Yeah, but so he hit for a six-round pick. It's not like you're talking about a first-round pick no, that I needs mean, to like, be a superstar. No, no, a sixth overall pick. Oh, six overall. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Is like they needed this guy to hit. He didn't, I guess, hit for them. The and then they're, and then he's like, Eiserman's like, yeah, then just get rid of him. And it's mm-hmm. like, but you got rid of him for nothing. Like, right. and that's why I did what I did for the Wings. And I'm like, okay. They I felt way better about it after I thought about oh, what before, the Sharks did. But look, don't worry about it, dude. Don't worry about it, because the Red Wings have most players in the NHL that wear tinted visors, so well, they'll be fine. Oh, they'll be great. They'll be fine. They'll be absolutely amazing. <laughs> before we go any further, I want to point out this jersey I have on. That's beautiful. This is vintage right here. Wonderful. This is a jersey for a team called the Shucks. Mm-hmm. This was the first team I ever played on with Daniel here. This is like right when... Uh, 
when I switched over to roller hockey, I was only playing drop-in hockey at Oak Park, and that's when I met Daniel. Uh, you were playing goalie, I think, for the, sure the drop-in games. And I have lost a step or two in the net. <laughs> and, uh, and then he disappeared for a few months from the drop-in games. And I'm like, man, I wonder what happened to that Daniel guy. And then all of a sudden he showed back up, and he's like, hey, guys, I got this roller hockey arena. You should come play roller hockey on my team. So I did. And it was like a team that was half Ducks fan and half Sharks fan. So he made the, the Shucks jersey. It's mm-hmm. a, it's the Sharks with like the 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 palm leaves yep. in the background. Tribal it's, tribal Hawaiian looking shark. Yeah, fantastic. And might I add, championship jersey right That's here. That's right. We won a championship sure in this did. very jersey. Got a picture of that that comes up in my Facebook memories all the time. And we were just, we were a pretty good team. We, good we, team. we I didn't no... help at all, but you know I was a part of it. I was like the didn't Phil you, Kessel. Weren't you like second on the team in points or something? like I that? I don't know, but you I got just a bunch of points. I man. was new to roller hockey. You know what I mean? I was I was pretty pretty much new to just hawk playing hockey in general at that time. I was probably only like two years into playing drop in ice hockey and then whatever. I was just happy to be there, and we won the ship. So. You're doing great, man. Anyways, best Pacific Division jersey ever made. <laughs> and it's an Eastern Conference jersey because it's an Atlanta Thrashers jersey. <laughs> Moving on. Let's start with the old duck duckies. Yeah. Daniel's yeah, duckies. I guess we got to start with them because they're alphabetical, right? But, L- yeah. I'll, I'll go with my, my highlights of the roster. Yep. We got old Leo Carlson, mm-hmm. Obvi. Um, you know, lots going to be expected out old Leo coming and out. And he's hurt. The, he is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hopefully he's not a long, long-term no, thing. Hope. We don't know yet. Uh, you know, Judd Caulfield, Adam Henrique, Alex Kalorn, Jacob Silverberg, Trevor Zegris. Love me some Trevor Z. Cam Fowler. Finally got himself a contract he at did. Trevor Z. Uh, Rob Hag, the best beard in the business, Radko Gudis. Mm-hmm. Um, well, ever since uh, Joe Thornton ain't playing right now, so yeah. Um, and then uh, John Gibson between the pipes mm-hmm. again. Um, I'll just let you go because this is your this is your team. I love the Ducks. I, th- I think that's fairly obvious. Especially, I mean, I'm I'm wearing I'm wearing the uh, All Star jersey today. You should so. be a little. I mean, whatever the outlook of the season may be, your biggest gripe over the last you know month that you've been sitting in here with me has been that Zegers contract. Yeah, Zegers and, and Drysdale not having contracts. They did rectify and, and both of it. them. That's what I'm saying. They, so you they should, both have you should, deals now. You should have, feel a little more positive. I feel better now. Um, and then the big thing with it that I like about those deals is that they're not going to destroy the team financially mm-hmm. in the future. Like looking back on it, I was calling for an eight by eight for for Zegris. I want him to have an eight by eight because I think selfishly, I I think that he's going to be a superstar, yeah. and I want to have him locked up long term. Um, Realistically, for though, any at the reason, time. and I mean, you look at his stats for any reason that he doesn't pan out somehow, it's better to get him on a shorter deal with less cap committed so that you can have some flexibility in that area and then when that contract's up if he's proven it to the organization and to the league and to himself even then you go and you you financially commit a lot of dollars to this guy and and at the moment he his contract is three years by five and a half i think something like that which i think is fair for him 
And like you said, it doesn't lock, it doesn't hamstring mm-hmm. the ducks for a long period of time. They were also able to do the Drysdale yep. deal. Probably that had something to do with it. I having, think so. You know, yep. kind of finding a middle ground between those two contracts. But then I think that's the thing, right? Is that in, and for, for all the things I say about Pat, Pat Verbeek, the little ball of hate, mm-hmm. he, he's a great, a great guy when it comes to not compromising. This is like he said all along, I don't feel comfortable offering more than X right. amount of money. And he and he didn't do that. He didn't get get kind of like thrown into there with the whole, you know, like, oh, well, Zegers is going to be a star, so you pay him for what he should be. Right. And he's just like, no, he's not there yet. He's not a top 10 center or top 10 wing in the league. Well, and I think also, too, like, obviously because of it being a known thing that that was an issue with the ducks is him not getting a contract and not really seeing the rest of the league, like jumping out of their Mm -hmm. socks to give him that eight by Mm -hmm. eight, Mm -hmm. you know, if a bunch of other teams are like lining up to give him that con, you know, something along those lines, then you might've seen a little different negotiation tactic. Teams could have offered teams could have come in because he was a restricted free agent. They could have come in with a contract offer. He could have, accepted or denied it or right, whatever right, else. Right. But I, I think you rarely see it, but right. it is something that I think that happen. had, I think on both ends, it may have softened up Zegris a little bit to mm-hmm. be able to take something a little different. Verbeek kind of was like, mm-hmm. see, I, I told you so. Yeah. But kind of I mean, thing, you know. but I mean, Verbeek for what it's worth, I think he's set Zegris up to be happy in the long run. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Cause he's making decent money. He's not making money. That's going to, no, piss he's not making, off. I don't think he's making like, where he probably should be making money in the league right now, but I think he's also making money that uh, this player is probably has never seen before. He's never seen this oh, kind yeah. of this kind of paycheck, and he's and he's going to be happy with and if, with the the term is only three years. In right? these so three it's years, be over if and done with, he and it's shows be okay. what he thinks he's worth, what yeah. everybody else thinks he's worth. Then hopefully with the Ducks, but with whoever after mm-hmm. those three years. It's eight by eight or even more, and then the cap is going to go up, too. right? So, so if he does prove to be what he, what everybody thinks exactly. he's going to be, then then you can you can his contract could be eight by ten. That's what I'm saying. So you it's like I mean? it's kind of a good. I think it's a good thing because it, it it gives him the money that he needs to be happy and motivated and whatnot. But then he gives him three years to really show out, yeah. and then garner even more maybe it's a it's i think it's a good spot for him to be and then dry too i think it's a great spot for him to be drysdale drysdale my bad dry dry we are talking about dry too you wish i definitely wish <laughs> no but uh, drysdale we he's he's in a he's in a great spot as well um they're they're prove it deals basically yeah. they're going to be prove it deals and and i don't think these guys are going to be hard pressed to actually go and do such thing as prove it um Speaking, however, though, with this team, you look up and down the roster and they have a lot, and I mean a lot of young, great talent. Like some guys that are just like most of their top forward talent and top defensive talent even are under the age of 24 years old. Right. This team is super, super young and super, super talented. The ceiling is absolutely here, but where they are and where their floor is, is Almost, you're just in a, you're in that floating area. Of yeah. Which one? Who are the? Which of these guys are going to go up, and which of them are going to go down? And it's almost like, what are you right now? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, are you are you a team that's going to not necessarily try and be good right now, mm-hmm. or are you a team that you want to go 
and get these guys as much experience and as much time as possible and just and you have go a, out there very, and go hard. We'll call what it are a, you going for? We'll call it a hopeful roster. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's a, I, a roster that could be great and that's what you're hoping for. I don't disagree with that. The, they they are a hopeful roster. Mm-hmm. And adding guys like Gudis and and Killorn, you know, these are guys that these are guys that are going to make it very difficult to play against. You guys are okay. Right <laughs> they're they're gonna they're gonna make it extremely difficult to play against this team. Like right. they they are they are angry angry men on the ice, and that's and that's good because I think the Ducks got right. pushed around a lot. Now Gudis is definitely gonna help with that. Absolutely, and that's why he's gonna him he's gonna punch people in the face. He is he is a pair of fists on skates. Yep. And that is okay because we right. need that. We need guys that can go out and be the tough guys. With with the rest of the lineup, though, you have guys that maybe five years ago were super super skilled and had the hands and had right. the vision your and everything Bird, like that. Your, your Silverberg, your Henrik, you know Cam Fowler, and I, and I like Cam Fowler. I think Cam Fowler is a good. I think he's a great leader, and I think that he's going to be a good. Um, as long as he gets some help back there right. on defense, he's actually not bad. What I like about him the most is that he's billed as an offensive defenseman, but he's super, super smart in his own end. Right. So he's he's a, a two-way defenseman in my eyes, but in the NHL's eyes, it's like, oh, this guy's an offensive defenseman. Mm. It's like, yeah, but I mean, he's he's Scott Niedermeyer light. Right. He can be the first one up on the rush, but then he's also the first one back. Right. Yeah. As long which, as long as they skate back. Yeah. Which which I which I love about him and he never really seems tired, you know, even when he's like not really feeling the best. Like he can he's had some injury history and whatnot, but but he's a he's a great player and I think that he's another one of those young like not young, he's not young anymore, but like veteran leadership guys on the D, on the DN to kinda take the Dry, Drysdales and right, right. and uh and you know, a lot of a lot of those younger guys and Well and I, I think that's part up. of the when I say hopeful too, it's not just because you have these young guys that have a high ceiling, but you have older guys, mm-hmm. more seasoned guys that yeah. still have a skill set to to add to the team but also can hopefully rub off on and, and help the other guys reach the, the ceiling. Very much. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what do you think about old John Gibson these days? I love John Gibson. Um, he's he's had some, some rough seasons as of late, and I think just chief among the reasons for why that is is the fact that he's just, I think in the first give or take like 10 to 15 games of a season, he is... He is out there and getting shelled right. on shots. I mean, like he sees, I think his average on shots seen a, a season is somewhere in the neighborhood of like thirty-eight shots a game, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I mean, most goalies see thirty-eight shots in a game where the, their entire defense was hurt. Right? You know what I mean? Like the like you don't see those kind of numbers ever. And for, and then you see that in John Gibson and it's just normal. Right. I mean, the guy, like he's, he has to, he has to be, he has to be Superman out there for this team. And it's, it's not possible for a guy who's right at 30 right to be able to do in the in the net anymore it's just it's not possible and still be that like we talked we've been talking a lot about the goalie tandems yeah. lately and he doesn't really have that solid tandem right they now. they did pick up Staylock 
Oh, that's cool. That's right. They they did pick him up um, free agency this year. He's. I don't think they're aiming for Staylock to be a tandem. No, no, in no. This, just in a, this thing. And a in fact, I think backup. I think uh, Staylock actually went. Uh, let me just double check on the on this. I think Staylock was sent down, so he'll be playing in San Diego. Right. Um. They are going with. Um. They're going to go with Lucas Dostal for the backup so, right. role there. So that's the thing and, is. is it would it would it would be nice if Gibson had a decent tandem type situation yeah. than a than a having I, a, he's I gonna have to go so. out there having to play seventy games or on something, this you know? team I think so and but then you look at Lucas Dostal he's twenty three he's got some high upside but he's twenty three a twenty three year old can't handle this this workload either no 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 you know what I mean like there's no, there, he, there's he, no goalie that can handle this amount of just pressure and right. just time just spent wrecking your but body don't worry, with all these shots. But you've got Radko beard to block some shots. Radko Gudis is going to help, <laughs> trust me. And then they also then they also got Ilya Labushkin. Right. And I like him on the defensive side of the puck. He's he's not going to do anything offensive, but that's fine cuz they have a, they have guys that should be able to do that. Um Labushkin there's Gudis, there's Fowler, there's Drysdale, and Drysdale even is like kind of a a, a get for the Ducks because they only had him for six games last year. Right. So when you look at that top four, potentially, it's pretty good. Right. In reality, where they are now, it's not great. In the too early, in the too early observation. In the too early observation, and this get us, is get and, us a couple and, months in, and then we'll. And again, have a, this is also coming from a guy with with orange and gold tinted glasses on. Just, you know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> so I'm get, looking. So I'm we're looking gonna get at to the, my my teal flavored uh, coffee exactly. later. But you know, like I'm looking at this team, and on paper, the team should not be as bad as it was last year right. or as bad as what a lot of people think they're going to be. But the history that I've seen with my eyes, it's hard to, un-see. it's really, really hard. Cause they were rudderless last year. They were, they were actually depressing to watch as a ducks fan right. who watched 82 of the oh, ducks yeah. games last year. They were depressing mm-hmm. to see on the ice last season. It was yeah, terrible. I'm right there with you. And and I think that's that's kind of the issue with this team is, what are you? Yeah. Are you a team that is okay with losing a fuck ton of games? Or are you a team that you think could surprise some people? Cause, well, and that's the other thing about having that hopeful young roster is like you don't want to lose so much that you tear away the confidence yeah because that's the good thing about being a young guy is that you have blind confidence sometimes right in your skill and whatever and you're young and you haven't been around you haven't been beaten Mm -hmm. down um but a a season of getting beat up for 82 games will definitely wear on your confidence and i I think that's what's happened with with a guy like john gibson is that he's exactly perfect and on any other team he is a bona fide great number one goalie He's been on this team that's just been listless for the last five years, right? And he he can't do it himself anymore. And I think and I think he knows that. And I think he's more than understanding that. Hey, if I'm anywhere else, I have a decent shot to do something. All right, we'll take your golden orange hat off. That's right. Give him a grade. It's, grade. it's on there pretty good. I don't know. Um, so this team. I'd like to, I'd like to be that guy that can that can 
kind of give my Ducks fans a little bit of hope and mm-hmm. say, you know, hey, new head coach Greg Cronin, mm-hmm. he's he's not he's not what um, what we had in the past. You know right. what I mean? Like he's a Change he's a no nonsense kind of guy, and he is ready to build this team into what they should be. Um, he's also come out and said before the preseason started that we are not looking to finish last. We are not we are not trying to build further. We are looking to win games this year and compete for a playoff spot. Every head coach is going to have to say that. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? True. Every head coach is going to have to say that. He, he wants to keep his job. He's right, going to have to right. say that he's trying to win games. Mm-hmm. Um, this team is bad. This team is bad, guys. Um, they they have a lot of guys that will be very, very good in the near future, but that's not right now. Um, you have a, a year left of Adam Henrique at 5.825 a lot of money for him for a guy that just doesn't have he is anymore. handsome though so oh he's handsome he's a great guy yeah. but but him and Silverberg one year left of 5.25 these guys don't have it anymore they and won't be there next year and you're trying to convince me otherwise that these guys are are gonna be what we all thought they were what they all what we all know that they were before i just don't see it happening this team is not going to win a lot of games he's scared to give a grade people he's beating around the bush <laughs> oh, yeah. I, really, I really really am now the team is the team is probably uh a d plus oh I was, the, that's what i guessed i, I, was, know, I already had the d written and i was just like it's gonna be a plus it's gonna be a plus I no know. hey you I, know what that's I fair i want to give them a c minus because of what they what they've been doing but what you don't trying to build but that's you not don't what want red are. wings fans coming after but you, it's though. not what they are right they're a d plus <laughs> team they're gonna finish probably seventh in the division maybe Maybe not, man. It is it's hockey. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Who knows, man. All right, moving on to the Calgary Flames. This team is interesting. With uh names such as uh Mike Backlund, Jonathan Huberdeau, Nazem Kadri, Elias Lindstrom, Andy Manjipane. Manjapani. Manjapani, whatever. Very Italian. Manjapani. Uh, uh, Adam Ruzica. Is that racist? Should I not? No, no. <laughs> no, it, it, he can't be racist against Italians. <laughs> Their food's too good. Food's way uh, too good. Rasmus Anderson, uh, Noah Hannafin, uh, Jordan Osterley, uh, Mackenzie Weger, Jacob Markstrom, Markstrom between the pipes. Kind of very similar just to last season. A, a, lot of, a lot of the same names. Yeah, they didn't really add or subtract much there. Um, the one, I think the one big talking point that we got to talk about, honestly, though, with this team is, um, is not even player personnel. It's, uh, coaching. They went from, um, (laughs) they went from, from somebody who is just, uh, an absolute mortuary assistant Mm -hmm. behind the bench to Ryan Huska, right? Who I, I don't have much on to be honest with you i don't have much uh in the way of um of knowing what it is that he brings or what experience it is that he has but uh fuck man anybody's got to be better than than (laughs) holy crap yeah you know i having like uh ron wilson as the sharks coach for Mm -hmm. a lot of my Mm -hmm. you know early 20s and when i was just real yeah real rabid sports fan yep and he's just always 
Zero deadpan emotion. Just he was nothing. He's really hard, <laughs> especially in a sport like hockey that is mm-hmm. fast and aggressive. And 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 then your coaches just mm-hmm. just give him they give him nothing, man. They give and him I'm nothing. Just like how do you how does that motivate? <laughs> uh, you know, know what I mean? Like like my I mean not that I'm a coach, but like out there with my hockey team, I might be a little too aggro and loud and whatever sometimes you know what i mean but see i like to i balance the constructive criticism with positivity mm-hmm. when we do something good and see you know what i you, mean like and you always have been that yeah you've been, like you've been that i'll guy. never be straight up mean but i will no. yell out my constructive criticism but then when you do something good i'm yelling even louder oh yeah you no, know what i mean way louder so it's it just like when you have a coat it just like it's just nothing you're getting nothing out of him. I just I find it so unmotivating yeah. that I don't well, know how they do it sometimes. Well, and you see that press conference he did um, towards the probably like middle part of the season, like a little before trade deadline. They had that uh, they had that rookie come up, right? A rookie uh, rookie forward come up, forget his name, and he was uh, he was playing, you know, first game, you know, first thing, and you know, it was like he was he was real excited to be there, he was just happy to be a part of the team and everything, and. And uh, they do a press conference afterward, and they're talking. They're talking to Sutter, and they're like, "Hey, so what did you think about the the rookie's first game?" And he's like, "Uh, what what rookie are you talking about uh-huh. now?" Like, it's like hey, the the this guy, and he's like, I'm just gonna... grabs a stat sheet, and he's like, "What what number was he?" <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "He's like what number?" The was only he? story of this game, <laughs> like you know what I yeah. mean? Like he's like he's like he had, uh, he had nine minutes ice time, he averaged about thirty minutes, thirty seconds of shift. Yeah, we weren't talking like, about his stats, like, dude. No points, like... no goals, two shots on goal. And I think he's got a long way to go. <laughs> And it's just like, okay. it's like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, that's what I mean, you know. Like, like I, it was a softball question. It was honestly like, here's the here's the question. And it's like, make like you said, something out we of don't it, need right? the stats. It's just like, what are you feeling as a coach about yeah. your young player? It's like, just be, just be. That you be felt the need normal, to bring up. Tonight. Be a normal person and just be like, right. be like, you know, yeah, you know, he's got maybe he's got a long way to go. Maybe right. he wasn't super. Uh, impressive, but he was. Right. But he's out there. He's doing what he's got to well, do. You like, know, like be be nice. There's you know, like, coaches like oh, he's just like he's got no time. He's got no time for any of this, and he doesn't need to be here. You know, and, and there's like, certain coaches the that just hate press conferences and hate the media and yeah. all that. Like Bill Belichick, right? Bill His Belichick. players will always tell you that he's different in the locker room, different on the practice field, and things like that. And he just hates the press conference and hates having to answer for his actions or the team. You know, he just and he does that whole stupid run mm. thing. But then there's guys like Suter, there's guys like Ron Wilson, there's coaches where you're just like, no, this is who you are twenty four seven. So like how like I guess you're just banking on your assistant coaches to be the cheerleader. I mean I don't know. I don't I don't know what it is, man. But but I mean like when you look up and down at this team last season and the roster that they had. Keep in mind, this team lost 17 games in overtime. Right. 17 games. Bro, half of those games. Half of those games go the other way. That team's in the playoffs. Right. And then Sutter and, and maybe, Sutter still got his job. And maybe maybe if Sutter like, was a little more animated during the overtime period. But it's like <laughs> but it's like that's what I'm talking about, right? It's like this team should not be as bad as they were. No. They were joyless. Right. Like we talked just about just now about the ducks and about how they were they were rudderless and they were depressing. 
they were not joyless. joyless they were yeah. still having a good time. Exactly. And that's even a, though even though they were losing, you know, Zegers and Terry right. were still having a great time. Like mm-hmm. I think both of them had like 60 points or something, which is crazy to me because like on a team that did not have that many good games right. and didn't win a game. The Ducks, by the way, haven't won a game since February. We're not talking about the Ducks anymore, Daniel. I am sorry. <laughs> We're but, talking about the joyless flames, not so, the happy, happy loser duck. So, like, just like I'm saying, the the flames had no reason to lose as many games no. as they did, but they were just. I swear, joyless. it has something to do with that. They dude. did not have a and good unless you time have like at the hockey rink, and unless you have like guys in the locker room that kind of fill that void yeah. of, and you know what I mean for you. And that's the thing, like, I'll bring it to my Sharks, is, like, for being losers for so many years, a guy like Joe Thornton, a guy like, uh, uh, they just had a locker room full of guys who always had smiles on their faces. Yeah. Like, Patrick Marlowe wasn't out there doing stand-up comedy, but he always had a smile no, on his but face. he was never unhappy. He was, exactly. You yeah. know, you have, if you're going to have Ron Wilson as a coach, who's not adding anything to the... Which I think is why Marlowe is such a great captain. Right. Because he filled that that void. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's hope that the Flames have a different story. Well, let's hope not because I don't know. <laughs> now, one thing about the Flames that I will bring up, I mean, their their team is largely the same from last year. thing that I, I'm very questionable about is Jacob Markstrom. Markstrom. I was just going to bring him up. Dude. I was looking at a list of like ranking the goalie tandems in the league Mm. and Markstrom, even though having the stats that he has, which he's a top goalie in the league. If you're just looking at it on paper or whatever, well, especially by cap hit, he's making 6 million for the next six years. Yeah. Three years. Uh, He was, he was very low on the list for a guy making that much money as far as like, you know, uh, projecting what the goalie tandems are going to look like this season or goalie pairs. I shouldn't say tandem. Yeah. He's not going to have a tandem. He's going to have a backup. But you no, know he's I mean. got Dan Vladar. It's not, right. it's not a tandem for him. But um, I don't know. Yeah, he's my biggest question mark for that team because obviously their roster is good. Their roster is freaking There's solid. There's nothing wrong with their roster. But, you look up and down, Mackenzie Weger, Noah Hannafin, or even Rasmus Anderson, Christopher Tanev. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, their defense is stout. Their and Mangiapani. Yeah, they're in Mangiapani yeah. on the offense. They've got they Mangiapani. They've got Nassim Kadri. They've got, they got one of, Huberdo. Like, that's what he's saying. One of Daniel's uh, pair of fists with skates. Nassim Kadri, you got to yeah. have one of those guys. And yeah. they got one of those guys. They've got Backlund. They've you know got Backlund, I mean? they, they, who they, is now the captain. Right. And who is just a great vibes guy, honestly. Elias Lindholm out there. They, no, they, picked, got, up, they picked up Sharon Govich, which is he is going to be so good. For for this team, and he was buried on a team in uh, in New Jersey with right. just young talent. And Saren Govich is going to be fun to watch in Calgary. But I, I think, yeah, I think Markstrom is the biggest question mark this, on this team. Markstrom, and then obviously the new coach, and kind of just seeing how that yeah, all plays out. But I think I mean, Markstrom's like, a bigger question mark. I mean, for the coaching, it's almost like you can't be worse you than can, Sutter. Exactly. You can't like all you have to do is is just pick people Act up like when they're you down. Care. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to you just have to be present and you're better than Sutter. Like I You know what I mean? Yeah, no. It's so it's so easy you to be better act than Sutter. Act like this you guy. care when you lose and act like you're happy when you win. Yeah. And that's, and, then, and then you're a, a one step up already. And then the for for what it is with Calgary, that's the only question mark that I see right now is their goaltending. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the uh um so watch watch a, a show um that I don't think is coming back this year for the new season, but uh, is on Sportsnet, uh, their YouTube channel. The um, is 
a thing called Steve's Dangits. Mm-hmm. And every week they, they go over um, where where NHL players made really stupid decisions. Jacob Markstrom was on Dangits 19 <sighs> times right. for playing the puck directly to a member of the other team. Right. Bro, nineteen goals. A goalie was six million a year. <laughs> responsible <laughs> right. for. Like, I'm. I'm sorry. The, you can't do that. You can't do that, yeah. and not and not be who you are as a starting goalie. Six million a, guy a year. That, guy six that, million a year. The guy that the team is like is just. Yeah, everybody's allowed mistakes, on. but when you're making that much money and you have that much, well, when, uh, you, when you decide to not learn from those mistakes, right? In nineteen, I see, I ridiculous. see it where you get like you know, maybe once or twice or whatever. You think like you think like yeah, I can go out and play this. I you know I'm not bad at playing the puck. I can go and do this. After the third time, it's just stop like it. I need to stop just, doing this. Just cover it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like maybe I work on this in practice or something, right. and then I, I come back when I feel yeah. a little bit more confident in it. No, he just crazy. did it with no just with no thought, it. like it never happened before. And it's just like, buddy, like you can't do that. So, what grade do the Flames get? What the the Flames. Let's be honest with ourselves. The Flames what they were last season is not going to be the the same thing this season. And people were, were expecting before the season started last year for them to win the cup. Right. Like this is, this is a team that has all of the tools it's to pieces, do the job. Yeah. Their coach made it so bad for them. And then the fact that they could not close out a game when they needed to and lost 17 games in overtime. These are, these are reasons that the flames were where they were. I don't expect them to be great because look at the division, right? right? You've got Edmonton, you've got, LA even you've got Vegas and it's just it's not I mean fuck Seattle even you know like the the league the the division is not an easy division by any means conference they have the conference too even but but solely the division with the exception of our two teams there is no walk there like you're gonna you're gonna be fighting these teams a lot for right. wins so I find that Calgary has every opportunity to make the playoffs, but they are going to be fighting for probably that second wild card spot. I see them in fourth in the division, and I rate them honestly just because of their their goaltending. This could be way higher, but I see them at a B plus, uh, B minus. Sorry, B minus. I think that's fair. Their goaltending is a question mark. If they fix, if they, if Markstrom fix him, fixes himself this year, it's easily a B plus. You look like you want to say something. No, I, I agree. I agree. Are you sure? Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. I agree. That's fair. Moving on to these joke of a, this joke of a team, <sighs> the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton Oilers team, team one line. <laughs> We've got Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Leon Dreisaitl. Absolutely. Uh, good old, good old wild card of Vander Kane, mm-hmm. Ryan McLeod, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Connor Brown, the Nuge. Evan Bouchard, Matthias Ekholm, uh, Mark Niemelainen, Darnell Nurse, <laughs> Stu Skinner, behind the pi- between the pipes. Same, I mean, again, kind of this, you know, same, this same team, roster. This team didn't lose a whole lot. They didn't have they... a reason to... To really make a whole lot of moves, you know what they, I mean? They basically took out um, Kaylor Yamamoto and replaced him with Connor Brown. Right. Um, 
here's the thing with with Edmonton. It's a lot of the same with Calgary. They they have a team that is there's no reason why they can't do the thing because they have two of probably the best superstars in this entire league on the same team. Right. You've got McDavid and Dreisaitl. I mean, that alone is 60 wins. You know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah. And and on a team with a Connor McDavid, you have Leon Dreisaitl. Exactly. It's like who's arguably better. Yeah. It's, I mean, God, the team is just so lousy with forwards. You know what I mean? Like they're so good, but but really, they're only they're only lousy with those two forwards. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, that's but it's not, like you have yeah. a Connor McDavid on one line. That's your whole line. It doesn't matter who he's playing with. He could play with Devin Shore. You know who Devin Shore is? Not a lot of people do. No, but it doesn't <laughs> matter who Devin. Yeah, he, but it's just like he'll yeah. play with him, and he'll and they'll still be great. You know what I mean? Yeah. They also have Leon Dreisaitl. You put him on any line, and anybody is going to look good next to Leon Dreisaitl. So their one and two lines are great, no matter who they put on there. But then they also have the fact that they have Zach Hyman, they have Evander Kane, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, they have, and Connor Brown should not be bad. He's he, he, yeah. he's it's he's should had a be. he's had a rough uh, last season with injuries and whatnot. But he's he's should not be bad. He was good where he was, right? Um, and now you put him on a on a team with these guys that are just going to make everybody around them so good. It's just like. Come on, the team. I but the problem is, is like you can't really get much better than you were last year. <laughs> exactly. So what? It but, like that's going to be the story of the whole thing. Is like what? But this. What do is, they do? This is their issue in a nutshell. Everything other than the forwards is suspect. Right. That's true. What is their defense? It's like that defense drop off thing we Dude, talked about. What is their defense? They have they have Eckholm. They got him from from Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. Eckholm. Great pickup. He's not going to play 82 games. No. No, he's, no, no, no. He's too fragile at this point. He's not going to play any of the back-to-backs at all. He's probably, I mean, best case scenario is what, 70 games? Is that I best think that's case? best case scenario. Is that best case? Like, best that's got to be best case scenario for him. So then after Eckholm, who do you have? You have Darnell Nurse. Right. Dude, Darnell Nurse is aggravating on defense <laughs> i mean aggravating on defense this guy yeah. cannot for a guy that makes holy shit how much, he makes how a much lot does of he money. make nine million dollars makes a ton of money for i mean i don't know I, I can't even really say age with him but it just seems like i'm pulling up the cap friendly right now i'm gonna tell you exactly how much this guy makes Darnell Nurse makes nine point two five million dollars for seven more years. The dude's twenty eight. He's got a seven year deal. That's insane. Good. That's insane Lord. for when you say the name Darnell Nurse in front of that number. I mean, like, trust me, Darnell Nurse is he's got upside, and this is technically his prime right now. Right. He can score pretty frequently. On a team with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, you don't need to do that. Yeah. You need to play defense because that's where you line up. You're on defense and you can't play defense. I just, I think a little, like, when it comes to the Oilers, obviously I've never been a huge fan mm. being a Pacific Division team, but it's like... You'd be crazy to be a they, fan. They, Yeah. They, um, they just, like, have that curse of, like, 
the Browns having a first round pick every year for like almost a decade. Mm -hmm. And it's like nothing to show for it. And at least now, like obviously last year, they were, you know, one of the best teams in the league standings wise or whatever. I mean, if they, if the Browns ever had a Connor McDavid in the draft, right? Like if they were, if they were able to pick up somebody like a Peyton Manning, you know what I mean? Right, right. But still. Maybe Still. Peyton's career would have been way different if it's he ended up with the quite, Browns. It's quite you know? possible. Like that's, Who knows? It's really hard. It just seems like in in history, all these in whatever sport, it's like you have a team that gets these high picks. Because I mean, obviously they've gotten rid of quite a few over the years, but it's Everly, like Hall, McDavid, Drysdale, Everly Hall, Nugent Hopkins. Like I, I mean, he's still there, but yeah. obviously a, on the way back yeah, and end he's, of, and he's uh, not depended on to be that number one guy like he like yeah. everybody thought he was going to be it's just like they used to make documentary specials about the edmonton oilers and who they were gonna pick mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i mean for a while and it was and for and for a club that is rooted in so much history i mean right. the team that had coffee gretzky right. yeah. messier grant fuhr was their keeper in the 80s it, like and for anybody who says Grant Fuhrer is uh, uh, is not as good of a goalie as any of the other uh, goalies in the Hall of Fame, bro, look at what era he played in. <laughs> Holy right. hell! Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just. I mean, the Oilers gonna Oiler, dude. Uh, I I just don't see it going any different than it has. I would I would very much agree with you. And here's the absolute kicker for why they don't get past the second round in my mind. They will make playoffs because sure. because of course they fucking will. Yeah, of course. Their goaltending is Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell. Right. Guys. Yeah, on that list I was talking about about the the goalie duos of the NHL, they were uh second to last only to Capo Kakinen and Mackenzie Blackwood of the Sharks. So if that tells you anything, a team that is definitely not making the playoffs versus a team that's definitely going to make them. And, and most people that, think yeah. that they should have either already won a cup or still might. It's not going to happen because of that. No. And guys, the Oilers, man. Maybe like, if you weren't playing, paying Darnell Nurse $9 million, you could get a decent a, goaltender. It's, it's such a bad deal. It was a bad deal when it was signed. Oh my god the they got they thought bringing in jack campbell was going to be the the end of it it's like we're going to get jack campbell we're going to start him he's going to be great he had a defense in toronto yeah that's why he was good well and that's it's just top it's top heavy offense and you know what you know what sharp. jack campbell's save, save percentage was last season in the regular season what? 893 that is unusable unusable not even for a backup you know? And and I think that's like a backup where you're like, okay, we're fine with losing this game. <laughs> you want to hear what's even worse? Jack Campbell didn't start a game in the playoffs. You know what Stuart Skinner's save percentage was in the playoffs? Eight, eight, eight. Aye. Yeah. That is so pathetic. You can have an A plus on the rest of your roster, but when your goaltender numbers are like that, that that doesn't bode Dude, well. If they if they if both of those goalies don't have a resurgence this year, this team's hoofed. This team's absolutely hoofed. They get into the playoffs, it's round one, and you're done. That 
and that's more than a resurgence. That's like a career. You got to turn your whole career yeah. around with numbers like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's like you said, that is unusable goalie numbers. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, and that's not just that's oh, like, how to off season. No, that's a, you get cut. Those are like roller hockey goalie numbers, which are very good in roller hockey goalie right, numbers. Right, because there's this is not roller goals. hockey. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, what do they get? What, are they, what, is, what is Edmonton? What's their grade, dude? Are they are they on the honor roll? You know what's funny to me? This team overall on the roster, because they have McDavid and Drysaddle, you know that you know the team should be. Hey, don't forget Evander Kane, dude. Oh yeah, don't forget Evander Kane. The guy he plays the, the guy dirt that, league. The he guy plays that the dirt league like us in the offseason. The guy that let's be honest, Evander Kane. Why is he still on a roster? I don't I don't get why he's still on a roster, but if you want to be very, very real with Evander Kane and his track record, this is his third year on the Oilers. Technically, every time he's been on a team, the third year is where he starts being an asshole. Oh, yeah. And, like, weeding Ruining himself out team. of the locker room. <laughs> yeah, everybody so, hates him. So, like, it's an off chance that he does it because, right. obviously, McDavid and Dreisaitl are, like, are not, gonna you know. Going to let that happen. They're not going to They're not going to let him ruin the team. Exactly. They're not going to allow the locker room to get, get destroyed. Right. But... If history has shown us anything, which he it has, little, he gets a little bored in year number three. <laughs> I, if worst case scenario for him, he's off the team, and then all of a sudden they have to try to figure out how they'd to probably him. rather have Rafi Torres back, dude. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, shoot, you need somebody to protect McDavid anyway. the The team as a whole, even with those two superstar players, is a B, right? And I think I think a lot of that is that Skinner drop off. But that's man. what I'm saying, right? As soon as you get rid of, as soon as you get past those two guys, what are you? What do you got? You've got nothing left. Yeah. Especially your goaltending. Mm-hmm. You're a B team at most. You're going, but this is the crazy part: a B team is going to compete for the division lead. Oh yeah. It's going to be them and probably Vegas. Mm-hmm. And. I only think they win the division and go in as the number one seed because I don't think it matters that much to Vegas to win the division. Yeah. I don't think they give a shit that much. They just want to get in. They just want to get and in and do work. It's like if they if they finish fourth in the division but somehow make playoffs, it's it's go time from them from then on at that point for Vegas. Yeah. But for Edmonton, I think they want all of the well, success because well and. That's the only success they have mm-hmm. have had is having a fantastic regular season yeah. coupled with a disappointing. They they might even be as good as the Bruins were last year. The Toronto of the West, and they are going to absolutely shit the bed in the playoffs. Like the, this team will make playoffs as the one or two seed well, we, in can, the Pacific. It's been said too many times by us and everybody else. It's like as much as goaltending matters in the regular season, it matters tenfold in the playoffs. But then in the playoffs, it's a completely different game because you get away with murder in the playoffs. That's why, that's why McDavid and Dreisaitl are not as effective Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. I say that knowing that Dreisaitl has like, the most goals of anybody that's ever played in the playoffs ever but or something like matter? that. He's, like, he's no. ridiculous, but it's just like, but it's just like he, when you're out in round one or two, you're done. He can't do matter. everything when he's getting destroyed out there and there's no call. Yeah. You can only get destroyed for one series. And then even if you advance yeah. <laughs> the next series, is a lot different. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on. California, <laughs> the Los Angeles Kings. They need to go back to that logo. I love that logo. It's one of my faves. That's Wes's logo for fantasy hockey. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. What do we got here? We've got uh, a little bit of Victor Arvidsson, Mm -hmm. uh, Quentin Byfield, Kevin Fiala, uh, Adrian Kempe. 
uh, Anze Kopitar, Trevor Lewis, Drew Doughty, Tobias Bjornfot, Vladislav Gavrikov. Good pickup. Cam Talbot in the crease. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix Copley, more than likely. Mm. Ah, yeah. The kid from North Pole, Alaska. So, again, they got that Gavrikov pickup. What? I think King, uh, you know. Well, let's not forget about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Dubois, I didn't put him on here. You're right. Pierre-Luc Dubois. I mean, I hate the Kings. We, we both so. hate the Kings with a fiery passion. <laughs> like this, I was, I was dreading, I was dreading talking. They can trade for Conor talking. McDavid, I'll give him an F, <laughs> I was dreading talking Cam about, Talbot this, sucks. about this whole team because it's just like, I don't want, I don't have anything good to say about them because I just don't like them. Mm-mm. But in all honesty, if you look up and down their team, they're not a bad team. Roster-wise, they're not bad, but I feel it, like Kopitar makes too much money. It pains uh, me to say that. It pains me. But that's the thing that. with them. It's been a long time since they've had a, a arguably bad roster. Yeah, it's they've been hardly, a while. You man. know what I mean? It's so, been but a while. the success isn't there anyway. So it's not like I'm not. I'm not impressed by it. They were because... they were a great team back in the early the early 2010s and mm-hmm. whatnot. You know when they were they were battling the aught tens. Yeah, the aught tens. Yeah, when they were battling the the Blackhawks for championships and everything. Right. And it's like it's they're and they got one. So they got two. They got two. I'm they got sorry. two. And I mean like you know whatever they're they're Go good. Home. They're they're always going to be a a tricky good team and um with. With guys like Quinton Byfield, they're moving him to the wing this year. I think he's slotted to play on the top line, which is probably not where he belongs. But, you know, I mean... Why not? Not a bad idea. Then they got, you know, I mean, steady as steady can get. They got Anze Kopitar in the middle, and he's, I mean... He's one of those guys that you, if you see him hanging around in like a, like our, our fantasy league is a 20 team league, which is massive. Right. But like, if you see him hanging around in the third or fourth rounds, like you snap that guy up. Cause oh, that's like, that's like 600 faceoff wins right there. Right. Guy, the guy's ridiculous still. Um, he's just, he's a great leader. Um, you know, the, the team on its own is not bad and whatnot. Though. I have questions and I think it's the same questions that the Kings are asking themselves in the off season, but they don't necessarily have a good answer for they're They're kind of working on it. Still goaltending. You have Talbot who I I'm, I'm uh, assuming at this point that the Kings are looking to go one, a one B. Right, like they're not looking to have a one and a backup. They're they're looking to do the tandem thing like Carolina's doing and whatnot. Right. And they're yeah. going with Talbot and Copley. Copley was serviceable last season and he did well. The, the kid from North Pole, Alaska, homegrown basically, you drafted him, you're gonna bring him up, he's gonna be that guy. Okay, good. What is Talbot to you though? Because Talbot is not what he was in twenty fifteen. No. I mean, he was good then. Right, but that's ten years ago. But he was, but he was also not the guy that's like I'm gonna hang my my hopes on Cam Talbot. Not even back then. Plus, this guy is like riddled with injuries. Like right. he's healthy now. Copley's gonna get a lot of time. Copley's gonna get a lot of time. And and but like I'm saying, Talbot's healthy now. He he cannot play 41 games a season. I've never seen. I don't think he has 41 games in him. 
No, I don't think so. He barely had 41 20, games in him in 2015. Like 25 games at most, I yeah. think. And what are you doing with those other games? Who's your third goalie? Right. I I don't know. I don't know who their third I, goalie is. I mean, is. they're just they just got to pray that Copley like blows the doors off the place, you know what I mean? And and it's this and it's this reason that I'm just so concerned with this team's back end. Right. That Drew Doughty, Drew Doughty on Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but like but Drew Doughty, great defenseman. Old. They've got they've got some great they've got some great pieces now. Right. Another big question mark with this team is what is Pierre-Luc Dubois doing to the locker room? Because as it's what we said about Evander Kane, mm-hmm. Pierre-Luc Dubois has not really worked where he's gone. Right. In in Columbus, he was a distraction. And he played, he purposefully played like shit to get traded. Right, right, right. He got traded to, to Winnipeg. And immediately when he was in Winnipeg, he's like, I'm trying to go to Montreal. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Want I want to play in Montreal. Like, and just, it's just like, what? What are you doing? Dude? Just play. Yeah, it's like, and you're in like your third or fourth year in the league. Like, you're a restricted free agent. You have no rights. Right. Like, play more, get rights. You know what I mean? And then he's like, last season he was like, oh, I want to be, I want to be traded. I, I can't, I can't be here in in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought like he's gonna go to Montreal because that's where he's wanted to go this whole time. And then he's like, no, I'll go to L.A. And it's like. But, but all this time you've been saying you want to go to Montreal, and it's and like, I as a GM or as a coach or as a whatever, it's like even though he's still young in his career or whatever, it's just like, why do you even want that guy? I don't take that guy. You know what I mean, like, dude, like when, dude, when we play, when I play NHL, NHL twenty four, and playing NHL uh, twenty four right now because it's you know, oh yeah, it's great. Me too. Um, I, it's. <laughs> It's actually not a great game, but the but I love pretending that I'm a GM. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I go through all the all the like the free agent guys and everything, and it's just like, ooh, I could get this guy. He's like a ninety overall. This would be great. I have plenty of cap space. I'll get him. And then I look at the scouting report, and it says, you know, like can be selfish at times. You know, whatever. It's just like loyalty is a concern. I'm like, I pass that guy immediately. And that's just, I never, that's I never, I never picked that guy up to a T. Obviously, because no, from the beginning of his career, he was edging to get out of where he was and go somewhere else. And, it's and just he's like, been, and he's a he's a a Quebec a Quebecer, you know, Quebec born kid. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like he wants to play in Montreal because that's his hometown team. He it's wants professional to play for the sports. Habs. You I don't get, get what you want, and I get you it. Get what you get. I mean, like, if you if you we were both good enough to play in the NHL, yeah, which is not happening. But if we were both hey, good dude. enough to do it, well, hey, dude, for me, I'm not going to be able to do it. I, I've tried for a Don't while. I can't do it. Sure. No, okay. I'm I'm terrible. Uh, but but if I was to be able to play in the NHL, I get what you're saying. You want to play for your favorite team? Say I got drafted by Detroit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play for the Red Wings, but I can't. Tell the Red Wings. No, you'd put I on don't that, want to play for you. You'd put on that tinted face mask, right? And you'd go out there and do your best, <laughs> exactly. To try and to get like, noticed and by when the Ducks. I'm, and when I'm a free agent, hopefully the Ducks come calling. You'd be out there, like at PE when you're running track, and that girl you like strike up in the bleachers, yeah. and every time you run past her, you run a little yeah, bit yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That girl's the Ducks. It's like you see me, see me. Oh, look, pick no, me. you don't just outright go. I'm going to play like crap so I can get traded. Because mm-hmm. then or go to the next team and immediately say you want to go somewhere else it's just like well what makes you think that the team you want to go to is gonna like that type of attitude and they gave up a haul to get him they well, gave up a lot arguably of guys he's a good player dude. but like we've said a million times like arguably he's a great guy and and you know what that's gonna be chemistry is a big deal that's gonna be you're their number two center and that's that's awesome because you've got kopi 
yeah. as your number one, and now you've got Dubois as your number two. I just wonder. You just got to hope he ends up really wanting to be there. Cause... How long does it take for him to just go, mm, I still miss Quebec? He must, He you just hope he loves that California son and he gets addicted and, and uh, then he'll just want to be there. And I think their questions in net and their questions with their number two center, PLD, is enough for me to, to say that this team has some issues internally. All right. What grade do they get? I'm going... Against my better judgment, I'm giving them a B minus. Oh, because they still have some decent pieces there, and their their wealth of young talent is still good enough to get them close to a playoff spot. But here's the thing: I don't see them making playoffs. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Again, not, not this, this is me division. with this is me with orange and gold tinted glasses on. But However, it's, all, it's also a division with the with the Oilers, the Flames, Vegas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seattle, I don't see them getting I, past those teams. They, uh, ask yourself this question. Are they better than Edmonton? No. Are they better than Vegas? No. No. Are they better than Seattle? No. Arguably, uh, but probably not. Yeah. Are they better than Vancouver? Possibly. Right. Are That's they, where it starts to get. Are they, they better? They fit right in there. But. And then are they better than Calgary? And I'll be honest, I don't think they're better than Calgary. Yeah, especially if Markstrom does. If Markstrom plays better, I just don't see it. I just don't see it All working. Right. I see him finishing in the fifth. Let's do this next one real quick because I don't want to talk about it very much. <laughs> the San Jose Sharks. I'm going to spend a lot of time on this team. Um, <laughs> they've definitely got a roster. They have a roster. I mean, what kind of roster that is, I'll let Daniel tell you. But <laughs> they have the likes of Alex Barbanov, Ryan Good Carpenter. Player. Logan Couture, Anthony DeClaire, William Eklund. I have him on my team. Michael Granlund, Tom Hurdle, Phil Zadina, Kevin LeBanc, Mario Ferraro, Mark Edward Vlasic, and that tandem everybody's waiting for, Mm -hmm. Capo Kakinen and Mackenzie Blackwood between the pipes. What do you think? I will be gentle. Don't. I don't care. <laughs> the the team they've got spots of guys where you're just like, I hope that guy sticks around for a little bit for yeah. the rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> like Zadina, guys like that, where you're like, I hope they don't aren't bad enough <laughs> to where they don't want to just leave immediately. I mean, buddy, I'll be honest though, the team a lot of people are looking at how bad this team is going to be like everybody oh, everybody everything every pundit yeah, out there on the bottom sharks, on saying the bottom. sharks finish 32 in the league and it's just like come on guys like i just i just don't see it i don't see them finishing that badly they're not they're not that bad a team when you look at them they'll probably be bottom five Oh yeah, no, but, I I don't you know, see them. Like, I don't see them competing for a playoff spot. No, not at all. But it's but the same thing with the Ducks, right? Last, it's like I don't, I don't see them being dead last either. Like, if in all honesty, I think dead last is probably Ottawa. Like, like just just me looking at the right, rosters right, and everything, right, right. I don't find Ottawa that compelling at all. But yeah. but the way that I'm looking at this, man, like there's nothing there's nothing really wrong with san jose it's just a little disjointed and just a lot of new guys playing with new guys other and... than i will say other than the fact that they have some contracts that are kind of going to be albatrosses i mm-hmm. think they've got logan couture he's signed to too much money they've got thomas hurdle they signed to too much money did you see though that they are taking trade offers for both of those gentlemen? i did see that and i just don't think that they're going to be able to get anything for them you know what i mean like 
unless they're willing to compromise and basically like either retain salary or only bring back like a fourth right for these guys like i don't i don't see them being able to ship out these contracts um maybe i'm wrong but uh but i just don't see it happening the the team itself is just it's just kind of meh yeah. You know what I mean? No, like, I mean you have like obviously Barbanov. Barbanov's great, he's and great. I think and you I got think the he's going to be great. Even the Duclair pickup, you know what I mean? Yeah. They've got Duclair's good. If they've Hoffman, got good, they've got guys that that's what I'm saying. It's just disjointed, mm-hmm. not a lot of cohesion. And you've got you've got a guy uh, who's essentially your team's leader and your number one center. I'm assuming number one center honestly is Logan Couturier. He's hurt. So that hurts a little bit, but then you got you got young talent, William Eklund. He's mm-hmm. gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I can't wait to see what he does. And a lot of people are not high on this goaltending tandem. I am. I'm excited about it. I, I mean, am. I'm excited. I mean, Kakinen. I mean, the Sharks were what they were last season, mm-hmm. so you can't really like put too much stock in whether he was good or bad and what, but then how big of a problem he has. But then Blackwood. People are don't like him. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of I liked him in New Jersey. I don't Jersey. mind the guy, honestly. You I know what I mean? This, I think his whole thing is he can't stay healthy. Right. But it, at 41 games, I honestly see him making most of those 41 games. Especially if games. they're spread out. You know yeah. what I mean? And You um, give Kakinen some games. You give Blackwood some games. And I think the both of them can get around 35 games apiece. I think this is a year just for a lot of guys to get, like, individual performance year. Mm-hmm. Go out there. And do what you can do. Work on your game. Yeah. And as far as the goaltenders, fight it out. Who gets the, the number one spot next season kind exactly. of a thing. Now, now, again, like I'm saying, I don't see this team being as bad as a lot of people are saying. But if you pay attention to what I said about the Ducks, I had them finishing seventh in the division. Right. Which means somebody has to finish underneath them. Unfortunately, I do think it's going to be San Jose. No. And it's not, and it's not me... Maybe it's it funny. is. Maybe it is I'm me with my with my, my with my glasses. Okay. Maybe it is me with my ducks glasses. But still, I think honestly, the team the team itself is is a decent team, and they're going to be in a lot of games. But they're also going to lose a lot of games. And I think by probably one by two. I'm like Bane, that kind dude. of thing. Like yeah, I was born in the darkness. <laughs> I was born a loser. <laughs> You can't as, offend me. As a Ducks fan, I agree with you there, too. Because yeah, we you, were both least, born you losers. You guys have lifted a cup before. So. <sighs> that we have. It's still so tasty. So just <laughs> back off. All right. What grade are you giving these damn sharks? I give the sharks a D plus, same as my Ducks. Fair. I, I don't find them as horrendous as Anaheim, honestly. But I find that they have a lot of question marks that I don't know if we can really fully answer right now. Agreed. Seattle Kraken. Love him. Uh, Pierre-Edouard Belmer, Oliver Borkstrand, Andre Burakovsky, Jordan Eberle, Yanni Gord, uh, Jared McCann, Jaden Swartz, Brandon Tanev, Kyler Yamamoto, Vince Dunn, Brian Dumoulin, Justin Schultz, Philip Grubauer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are these Kraken going to do? They did... Much better than many people expected last season. And you know what? Their playoff performance. With the Kraken, it's funny because they're a team that is um they're they're very interesting to me. They last season made playoffs and and not like close either. Like they were in the playoffs. They were yeah. in the hunt the entire time. They're a great team. Um they had 
seven players with 30 points, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. That's ridiculous. Like The, the young talent on that team is, is nuts. And everything they did. And they did all that basically without Shane Wright. And what I'm, which is, and Shane which is Wright crazy, just got put right? down to the minor. Yeah, he went now. back to the minor, which is nuts to um, me. I will say this. As a Western, bitter Western Conference OG, they did change the rules of the uh oh, I mean, they we'll call it an changed. expansion draft oh my but god i absolutely. might as well call it a fantasy draft oh yeah changed no it absolutely for vegas. Yeah, it was changed for vegas it was changed for seattle so now over. so now both teams are instantly Cup competitive which instantly honestly for the nhl standpoint it's a great way to of be. course it, it is but it's awesome because not for me no no not for not for me or you <laughs> I mean, shoot, even Tampa, like Tampa came in same same situation as we had, you know what I mean? It's just like we were we were bad for a long, oh, yeah. long, long time. time. I am surprised Anaheim still has a team sometimes. You know, looking at Yeah, looking I think at both how of our teams have been. had have had stretches where you're like, Oh, they're gonna take it away. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're gonna take it away. <laughs> like as soon as as soon as the uh Disney sold Anaheim yeah. to to the Samuelis and whatnot, yeah, I was just like, like, Oh my god, they're gonna move them. Oh, they're gonna move them somewhere. Where are they gonna move them? I don't know. I <laughs> you know, the one I think the one bright spot as California hockey teams is the same thing I was saying about Pierre Luc Dubois mm. and wanting to go to Montreal and then saying he all go to LA. Is once those Canadians get a taste of that California weather <laughs> They move their whole family here. That's true. It, like, there's I a mean, reason. Here, here, Arizona, you know. But yeah. I, Arizona weather sucks. It's too damn hot. That's true. All right. That's true. But they, like, but the golfing is great. You come there. to the <laughs> Bay Area. You go to Orange County, and you're used to living in the Great White North, shoveling snow every like and then seven you're like, months. Oh, I can send my kids to private school in the sunshine in December. Like and then your wife shows up and then she's just like, oh yeah, we're not going. Like even yeah. if you get traded, we're we're staying yeah, here. Like, yeah. There's like every every Sharks player that's played in at San Jose for more than five years, they might move on, mm-hmm. but they're back in the off yeah. season because their family ain't going nowhere. Oh, because well, you that, ain't... Was, that was what uh, Marlo did, right? It was Marlo, like, <laughs> Marlo spent his whole dude. career here. It, no, and it was that's... like I want to go try to win a cup. I'm going to go to Pittsburgh. They're like, bye, see ya, <laughs> see you later. We'll be here. <laughs> no, it, that's just how it is, and it's that weather. It's uh, it's just you know, say what you will about California, but once you live here for a minute, it's, it's hard to go anywhere else. Exactly. Anyways, we're and talking back about to, we're talking back about to Seattle. We're talking Washington. about the depressing, <laughs> rainy climate of Seattle. Um, I mean, yeah, dude, I love their roster. They're one of my favorite rosters to and look at. On I paper. love looking at their roster because it's so balanced. Everything about it, they have, they have, uh, they have scoring. On every line, all the way from one to four, they have scoring. They have the ability to score. They have the ability to fight. They have. They are. They're great one through four. They're even great one through three on the defensive yeah. end. Their defense does not look bad any way that you slice it. They're not overall standout amazing. No, players. but it's, it's kind of one of those good, why they. I mean, probably why they did well in the playoffs yeah. last year. It's like a good playoff they're roster, balanced because of extremely well. You're not, you're not top heavy like Edmonton. You're not. But then, like that. but then their problems are a lot like a lot of the other teams in this division. What is their goaltending? Right. Grubauer, last two seasons in Seattle has been awful. Mm-hmm. But this, this team got thirty wins out of an old decrepit Martin Jones. Dude. Hey, dude. Don't you say that. 
What do you say about Martin Jones, man? He played for the Sharks, dude. Buddy, I like Martin Jones as much as anybody else. Let's be honest with he's, ourselves. He's what done. Martin Jones is, he's washed. He's definitely the, washed. The, the Leafs sent him to the Marlies. That's what I'm talking about. Well, like, Joseph Wool beat out Martin Jones. Let's okay? say, <laughs> let's, but on a, with that being said about Grubauer and whatnot, with that, with a decrepit Martin Jones and a subpar Grubauer, they still did what they did last exactly, season. Exactly, which so is nuts. If they can copy that and or pick up another solid goaltender, yeah. either as a backup which or maybe, somebody to take over. Which or, maybe they'll be in on at the at the deadline. Right. I, I hate to say it because it's, it is what it is, but I mean... At the deadline, you are going to hear a bunch of of people coming out and going, "Where does John Gibson, Gibson go? go? <laughs> where does John Gibson go? Where does where does Connor Hellebuck go? Because right. you know, oh, it's yeah. like both teams are in a similar spot. Well, the the Jets are way better than the Ducks, but yeah, you know, you look at it and it's just like, okay, so where do these top notch goalies go that they're going to have a chance to win? I just cup? haven't heard. Usually, you hear the rumor mill stirring. I mean, you'll you'll and, hear it more this season. No, I just meant from but. the the team who needs something. Yeah, and it. But I guess that goes with trying to take Grubauer's confidence away right. before the season's even starts. But it's like, uh, they're again, they're in in my division, so I don't wish them any luck whatsoever. No. But if they do get that piece, they're. They're but that's tough. what I'm saying is they're you get tough. you get one goalie that can shut the door because I mean it was supposed to be Grubauer. Right. In the expansion draft, it was supposed to be him. He's not panned out in two years, and I don't think he's going to pan out this year. But in the trade deadline, you get one guy. You get that guy. Yeah. Fuck, man. They're going to be tough to beat. So what do they get, dude? They, they got, they're they going to get a high one, I bet. I, th- I like them a lot, man. I mean, the team is so overall balanced. It's just the goaltending is the question. I have to Because of the goaltending, they could be an A team. But because of the goaltending, I have to give them a B plus. That's that is fair. And I see them I see them finishing probably probably about fourth in the division and I see them fighting super hard to get that playoff spot. Yeah. But I mean every there's no real hole on this roster except no, for in the their net. roster's so balanced that when you say fighting for a spot, usually that means they're probably gonna get it because mm-hmm. they don't need anybody to really uh step forward yeah because they're so balanced mm-hmm. that if they just kind of keep uh business as usual yeah they'll work their way in all right next to possibly i mean aside from the kings the team i hate the most in the nhl the vancouver canucks really i hate the canucks interesting so much. I've always how come hated them just playoff playoff stuff hmm. with, okay. the, with the sharks just so a little, little neon knee Injuries. Uh, there's that too, yeah. Uh, just little, just stuff, just stuff that only I care about. So I will say, I will say this um, about Vancouver. Um, one of possibly one of the best hot, like non-game related hockey pictures of all time is the little Asian kid in the riots after they lost the cup with the hockey stick in his oh, hand yeah. after he just smashed the oh, glass yeah. of that store and he's just like. Ah! Yeah, they went nuts for winning the, winning the West and then got fucking annihilated by Boston. Eh? That was like Chris's, uh, like, uh, his uh, background on his computer for years was just that picture. And it's just like, uh, that's really funny. Um, but yeah, say what you will about the Connect. So go ahead. And one thing I will say with them, um, I find this uh, semi demoralizing. Um, so 
my daughter, for anybody who doesn't know, my daughter is named after two of the best Anaheim Ducks of all time. She, her name is Korea Kelani, named after Paul Korea and Tamu Solani. I am a bleeding heart Ducks fan. My wife is Tamu. Mm, my wife is one of the biggest Shark fans of all time, and uh, our daughter somehow is a Canucks fan. I I don't hmm. know how this happened. She hates. She hates both of you. Probably <laughs> deep seat. There's deep seated anger. No, in you this know what? Girl. That's good. It's like uh, you don't. Want, I don't. I would never wanted to be the parent that like forced my favorite team on my child. You gotta find. That. Oh, I you tried find, so hard. You gotta find. I it. tried. Well, so there you go. There's hard. your answer right there. Right? Like, oh, you want me to like the Ducks? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like the Canucks. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was quite a wake up call for but us. But these both. Canucks. <laughs> Have the likes of, you know, Anthony Bolivier, mm-hmm. Teddy Bluger, Brock Bozer, Connor Garland, Nils Hoglander, Holander, whatever. Mm. Um, what do we got? Um, they just get Phil Peronic. McDonough, yeah, JT Miller, Elias Patterson, obviously. Mm. Uh, yeah, talk about their goaltending. Demko. Demko, obviously, yeah. Um, what do they got on the back end here? Ian Cole, Philip Ronick, Quinn Hughes. Oh yeah, love Quinn Hughes. Uh, Tyler Myers, stead steadfast back there. I mean, other. Uh, and then one of the best names in hockey, Jet Wu. I love him. I love him. <laughs> I can tell you uh, what they do for him in, uh, in yeah. um, Abbotsford is where he played last season. But I another, tell you, they do. you know, Demko, everybody forgets Demko's first name is Thatcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, a yeah. solid hockey name, Thatcher Demko. Um, you know, again, I mean, solid. I mean, Elias Peterson alone, dude, is just, the guy's a freaking machine. Out he there. is absolutely automatic out there he's yeah. great um him and uh and hughes like that's that's their team essentially yeah they're only going to be good though is if they bring back the black and yellow and red jerseys <laughs> i think they have that as a as a yeah, alternate, alternate for one night or but, something like I mean, that what are you doing the um so here's so here's the thing about vancouver um i i want to preface this by saying i love vancouver um <sighs> if i not not the not the team i love the city okay i've been uh i've been to vancouver quite a bit and i um i have famously said if i had the opportunity to move there it would not take me more than two seconds to figure out how it's like one of the most um, expensive cities too right? uh, yeah absolutely but i don't i don't care i love know uh, i'm just saying so but that, that, that usually tells you the the type of place it is um and I will say I will say that about the city and about the the people there and just Canada in general. But I mean, but I mean, Vancouver. Yeah, I'm a big alone. British Columbia it's, guy. It's beautiful over there. there just times, gorgeous. But I've always had a blast. Um, that being said, this team is uh, a giant red flag to me. Mm-hmm. A 100 percent red flag. Other and than, I other than Pedersen. And I think let's be honest. We know what the Ducks are for the most part. Like, they're trying to be something that they're not, but we know what they are. Mm-hmm. Vancouver, I think, we don't know what you are. You're you're a good... But we know what you think you are. I think they think they're a playoff contender, and last season should have proved it. This is, this is a team that is built like an upside-down pyramid. All right? When you f- take out that one spot on the very bottom that holds 
everything else up, this thing crumbles. Oh, yeah. And what is that one spot on the bottom? Do you know? Because it's fucking Thatcher Demko. Mm-hmm. He got hurt, and this team fell, fell apart, imploded upon itself. Well, it's that it's that back end, dude. I mean, they're top heavy. Obviously, they like you said, uh, Pedersen's automatic, but yeah. uh, Demko, he can only only. I mean, you got you just you can't rely so much on single people. No. Same, the opposite of what the Kraken are, where they're exactly. just balanced. They're everything by community. And one guy gets injured, it's not destroying the whole team. Right. It's not even destroying a whole line even for them. Even their depth is sick in, in that, Seattle. Uh, you know what I mean? So, but Vancouver is is that. You know what I mean? They are one 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 false move. They really are, and man. The they're one they're one move away from being absolutely annihilated. Garbage, yeah. And and this this is being the down problem. there with the sharks and the ducks. And that's where I see him actually. Yeah. I see him right there and hopefully below. And ho- I, I wish, but probably not. The is the the team has so you look up and down their roster and they have guys that can put the puck in the net. Obviously Pedersen is automatic. They have um they have JT Miller who have you seen JT Miller play? Yeah, of course. JT Miller can shoot the lights out and he will score a pretty fair amount of, of points for this team. I have never seen this guy back check one time. No. Yeah. And that's, you got to have that team game. You got to have that. And team this mindset. guy got North, this guy got, uh, got defensive, um, forward votes right. for, for best, is, for best defensive, yeah. defensive forward. This guy, this guy does not deserve that. In no, any, when you any have sense. like the prospect of having Demko be your goalie for a long time and being as good as he is and all that stuff, it's like the back check is what shows your goalie that you care. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I, that you as want a goalie, him. I can. You want I him to be there for a while. That. You want him to have as easy as a time. You know, I always say like in hockey, like if a goal gets scored, yeah, people people casuals blame the goalie. Hmm. Real hockey heads blame the defender because why'd they get the shot off? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your goal as a hockey player should just be no shots on goal. Mm-hmm. Like the other team can shoot it, or but you least, should block it. Or it should at least go wide. Contested it should go. something. That's what I mean. Get an active stick in the middle just of something. Be a pest. Do yeah. something and make and it difficult for somebody to shoot the puck. If you're not doing that, if they get an easy shot, you off, lose your goaltender like, okay, real quick. It's the same thing with like if a if a quarterback has way too much time in the pocket. You can look back on the offensive line and go, ah, see, that guy held that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy held him. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. And that's the, it's just, all right, what grade do the freaking Canucks get? F. Yeah, minus. we don't, yeah, we don't got to no. spend a whole lot of time on this, on this team. They're, no. uh, they're interesting to In say various, the very just least. Same roster pretty much um, as last season. Not, yeah, there's not, not a, there's not a whole lot of turnover here. Um, they did get Philip Koronik, which I really do like on that back and he's going to make things a little bit easier for Quinn Hughes. So he doesn't have to do everything himself. Um, but I mean, in all honesty, dude, and you said Tyler Myers, I wanted to throw up Tyler Myers. Uh, remember I said last week, um, big for nothing. Mm-hmm. Tyler Myers big is six nothing. foot seven and he is big for nothing. Right. And that's the, the, I think goaltending, right. Demko defense, Quinn Hughes, mm-hmm. offense, Elias Peterson. Mm-hmm. This team relies on one guy Every in each yep. each yep. section. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that does not that doesn't yeah. spell success. Penalty kill is not is not wonderful. Power play is not wonderful. They're all about mid. Their entire penalty kill is Elias Peterson. Yeah, pretty much. 
Is it? Pretty much. Uh, the penalty penalty kills probably all Quinn Hughes and power plays probably all all Pedersen. Well, I was just looking at like short. I saw a list of There's most just... shorthanded goals and Pedersen's oh, up yeah. there. But it's like. Well, he's also he's also like you get shot out of a freaking cannon. Right. You know I mean? But that's like what I mean. It's but... like, but you're literally relying offensively on him, defensively on Quinn Hughes, and hopefully Heronic changes yeah it would bit. help it would but help without anybody back checking or anything like that going in front of demko he's not gonna last he's gonna no. get like you said he's gonna get those john gibson type shots yeah <laughs> and it's it's not but that's it doesn't that's last. the thing if he doesn't if demko does not stand on his head this team has no chance yeah and it really they doesn't. are they have they're gearing up to be a roster that ruins a perfectly yeah. good goaltender. And they're better and they're there are just better teams, especially in this division. They're just built better. Yeah. They're just built better teams. Like the the Canucks are just not a team that's built well. What's their grade, dude? What's lower than an F? Because I'd man. like to give them that it's, a Z. It's not so it's not it's not that low because obviously they do have Don't good listen pieces. To me. Don't listen to you me. know. They they do have decent pieces. They are you know they are what uh, a lot of people think they are, but they do have decent people everywhere. Um, that being said, this team is a C, and I just think that the cohesion between what they are and who they are, this team is destined for sixth place in the division, and they don't see the light of day past that. Yep, middle of the road. Yeah. All right, moving on. Last one. The returning champs. Yep. Las Vegas Golden Knights. Defending champs. Um, you know, I my my bitterness wants me to hate them. Oh because yeah. Because oh yeah. They they you know, being it's funny. Being a fan of an expansion team and then having other ones come in and have yeah. more success and win cups before you do and all this stuff. It really hurts me deep down inside. Deep but it's down just inside. it's just funny to me because like we but, I think everybody in the league has this visceral hatred for for the knights. Even if you I don't, don't even if you don't like I show it to, immediately. But like, it's like you kind of like it's in the back of your mind. Like you just don't like this team very much. Yeah, and but, I think, but I think it's yeah. funny because the Kraken come in, everybody and I don't think it. anybody has the same. You want to know the what same it is? Feeling. I'll tell you right now what it is. Kraken. Have sick jerseys, the knights. I like the knights jerseys. They're all like shiny and whatnot, and get the whole thing here. Yeah, yeah. But but I Kraken got three shades of blue, bro. That is true. Three shades of blue. Yeah. So dark that you think it's black, regular (sighs) blue, and then light like the sky. Oh, dude, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to look at. (laughs) That's the that's it. That's the rub right there. And I think anybody who's not from Vegas or just like they just have a predisposition to dislike. Las Vegas, I think it's kind of a transient city as it is. Right? I see that, yeah. Um, it uh, kind of like L.A. teams, where mm-hmm. like nobody is from L.A. That's it, that lives Most in L.A. People, right, it's yeah. people that went there to go make something of themselves. Mm-hmm. So you've got tons of Pittsburgh Steelers fans and other you know shit like that. And that's kind of ve- what Vegas has been until now. They have teams. They've got. The Aces, they've got the, which nobody talks about. Was prop. Uh, They're one of the best WNBA teams until out there. until so the good. Knights won that cup. They yeah. were the best team in Las Vegas. Yep. They got the Raiders now. Uh, they're going to have the A's, A's coming soon, yeah. uh, and then they have a Stanley Cup with the Knights, which it, it, one of the one of the most well earned Stanley Cups of all time. So Agreed. if you if you had Agreed. like a predisposition and, and a dislike for Las the Las Vegas Golden Knights, if you watched them in the playoffs last season. And you're a hockey fan, you shouldn't have that anymore because I don't think so. That either. was one of the most old school cup 
journeys and wins of all time. Now, the reason that I do not enjoy the Knights very much, and I will I will say I am one of those people that have just a little bit of hatred for them, mm-hmm. and it's because of what they do to their players. They they draft, in their expansion draft, they draft Marc-Andre Fleury to be the guy. The very next season, he's out. Yeah. yeah. Just like I mean, they were just they have that owner that right out the gate was like, "We're well, winning a couple within six years." Yeah. So it was and like, if like, you saw any downside mm-hmm. to anybody, it was. And it's like, boom. and then you had, and you had Flurry's agent, you know, uh, uh, Alan Walsh. You put the picture on Twitter with him with a, a giant sword through the through his goalie's back, and it's right, right, it right. just like, it was like, man, it, he's. They just don't. They don't treat <laughs> the ghost door. Don't worry, it does yeah, that all yeah. the time. The, uh, they just don't treat their players like they care if they're going to be there long term because, right. they, because they just don't need it. It's just like, look, you're making a decent amount of money, but we can get a lot for it you did, and it'll make our team better if we get rid of you. you. They just don't care. It showed you a new – it was almost like a basketball owner GM approach to hockey, mm-hmm. and we've never had that before. Where It was just like we are strictly building this to win a championship as quickly as possible. Yep. And, and they did it. And they, so, I mean, what are you going to do? And they did it. You can't, you can't, you can't say anything now because they no, did it. No, absolutely. You <laughs> can't say 10 years down thing. the road and they still hadn't won one yet. Right. Then you can say, oh, it's oh, just oh, like, look at you. And but, it's but like, wow, that, I, bet, I hope that was it. worth it. You they know what I mean? But it's it. like, no, it's like, you can ask the same question. I hope that was worth it. And it, it probably it was because they won the cup. It was because, I mean, I've been singing that bell for 30 years now and mm-hmm. haven't gotten there yet. Um, but they're bringing back a lot of your old favorites. Uh, Ivan Barbacha, Will Love Carrier, yep. um, Jack Eichel, great player, William Carlson, mm-hmm. Jonathan Marcheseau, um, Nicholas Roy, Mark Strom, Nick Haig, Alec Martinez, Braden McNabb, Alex Petrangelo, uh, Shea Theodore, and uh, my favorite name from the playoffs last season, Zach Whitecloud. Yeah. Um, he made it, he got a little coming out party for he himself did, then, did, didn't he? He did. Uh and then of course former Sharks goaltender Aiden Hill. Don't think he's gonna be starting, actually, which is funny. Goalie that won them the cup. I don't think he's gonna be the, the man behind the pipes this year. Who do you think's gonna be in there? I think it's gonna be Logan Thompson because he's finally healthy. Right. And it was his show to begin with. So I think, You're right. I think they're I, going back with him. See, this is why I would probably be unsuccessful because it's like, dude. I playoff success doesn't always mean like long term success, right, you know. Right. But it's just like, gosh darn it. Which I mean, you look at you look, look at some of the teams that have won cups. Look at my look at my Ducks in '07. Mm-hmm. Jaguar was good in right. the regular season, but you nobody would ever call him like a world beater. But then he was playoffs, unbeatable in the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean. At least they got him on the roster to bring him back in in the playoffs again. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> but yeah, I think long-term Logan Thompson's the, the right choice there. Yeah. And, I mean, look at this team. Here's So, just as a as an aside, the, the thing that I was talking about, about how they, they just don't care about their people and they just want to win cups, it doesn't matter. Um, Riley Smith. Oh, yeah. You know they shipped him out, right? Oh, yeah. You know when, they, when the cup was awarded? What the, the day last after the last day left. the last day of the regular season or the the playoffs when the the Knights won the game uh-huh. was the twenty fifth on the twenty eighth Riley Smith was, was traded yeah <laughs> well I mean I, you you hate it uh, from a player's standpoint but it even shows you like even after winning 
mm-hmm. the championship, getting to the top of the mountain, they're still thinking, they're still but, making moves. But that's, most teams would sit on their laurels and be like, "Dude, we just won a championship. We're going to do this all over again that's with the saying. same guys." So, and I think a lot of people right now are picking the Knights to be one of those teams that's like, ah, a little bit of cup hangover. I think you know, like, yeah, they're, they're they they probably team, though, they partied pretty hard, you know, all this kind of thing. It's just like. I think from management all the way down, it doesn't exist in this in this no, franchise. No, just by the way they play, they play just rough hockey. They, I mean, even each one of the players on their roster currently is over six foot tall, except one player, and it was the guy that won the playoff MVP in Jonathan Marchessault. So, yeah, every player on the team is big and big for something. Right, not big for nothing. They are all big for something. Right, and and that's. They're just kind of like one of those all business teams. Mm-hmm. They go out there and they play hockey. Yeah, yeah, okay. They might party hard. They they uh, they won Phil Kessel another one, which yeah, is exactly. my favorite part about which that I think team. is great. You know, um, I mean, like I wish I hope Phil Kessel signs somewhere. Man, he should sign in San Jose. Come on, bud. Come <laughs> sign on. in Anaheim. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> have him on the top line. Have him go with, right. uh, with Terry. Hell yeah. <laughs> Enough has been said about the Knights. We know who they are. We know who they are. But, they are their champions. But I think I think this is the thing. They are champions, and they have a championship mindset. I think they got a lot of that from uh, Tampa, actually. And Tampa is to the point, like you you look at how how they they do their things in uh, in Tampa Bay, and the regular season isn't a super concern for them. Yeah. Well, that's like what we were saying earlier, where yeah, it's, it's like, like they just Edmonton's trying it. to be the best throughout yeah. the entire season. I think and Toronto, too. It's like and they have to be good in the regular season, too. And it's Vegas just like, you is don't like we don't to. care as long as yeah. we get into the tournament. Like, there's that, 82 it, games, guys. Where, yeah. There's 82 games. Like, make the playoffs, then the, the season actually begins. Right. That, and that's, I think, what, well, the way the, the Knights look at it is just get in, and then it's a dip. Yeah. Then, then we'll re. We'll then the games count. Right. Let's right. just get in. And they're good enough in this division mm-hmm. to whether they get the last spot or the first spot. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Which I don't. And again, I don't find them falling that far from grace. No. The team is the team is largely the same. And the goaltending they have was was good when it was when it was healthy. And even when it wasn't healthy. Right. They had great. But great keepers just in this division, not even in the whole Western Conference. Sharks. Kings. Ducks, Canucks, you're better mm-hmm. than all those teams. Oh yeah, so you uh, got really got nothing to worry about. <laughs> uh, I, I see them. I see them finishing second in yeah. in the division. They're gonna they're gonna make playoffs and they're gonna probably go on a decent. No, let run. Edmonton get that number one spot. Yeah. and uh, lose to, to I mean, the eight seed. I mean, I don't know when the last time a President's Trophy team has actually come out and won the cup. I think it was if I Chicago. If, if memory serves right, it was the thirteen Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. I was just like, that's so far Never away. Happens. No, um, I I put this team I put this team in an A minus, mm-hmm. and I I just don't I just don't see a whole lot of holes here. No, I really don't. It's, it's the same, virtually the same team. Mm-hmm. They 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 got rid of a couple guys, but kind of kept the same core together. No, yep. and uh, they're gonna play the same style of hockey. All right, dude, that's specific division. We just had to rip that bandaid off real quick. Yeah. Next week we'll finish it up. We probably spent like we probably spent like five minutes on the Knights, and we probably spent like like sixteen minutes on well, the Ducks and Sharks. Considering and what these grades are about, the good team should get less time because they've got a good well, roster. You know what they are. You know what they are. You it's know what they're the, doing. Here. It's the floater teams that yeah. are the question mark. That there's more to talk about with a team like Anaheim or San Jose because right. it's like you look at them and it's just like there's so many things to 
to bring up and what you could be, but what you are currently. Mm-hmm. What you what you are with the with the Knights is what you are. And you know what, good team Daniel, I'm really happy you brought your grandkids with you today. Hey, because thanks, with yeah. some of the names on the list that we talked about today, it would have been a much more uh, R-rated show. And I've been really trying to keep my language down because the algorithm doesn't like bad language. Oh, then I need to stop doing and that. Then I no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You're you have like a you have much more of a monotone approach to things than I do. I get very animated, and it and it catches it catches the eye of that of that <laughs> algorithm. And uh, so I know, can slide them in. We just need a to bring. Bit, we eh? just need to have kids in the studio all the time to keep me from cussing so much. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and maybe we'll be more popular. But all right, that's specific division. Thank you as always, buddy. Um, no worries, big guy. Go sharks, go ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, F the kings. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, if you're uh, watching this right now and you haven't watched this week's Bungalow Sports Show, go check it out because it came out yesterday with Joey. Because if you're watching this right now, it's Tuesday because this is when this is coming out. Me and, me and Joey, we went live. See, I'm like, I'm in the, I'm in the future. Me and Joey went live last night. Hey, there you go. Because I didn't have time Sunday to do a show. So go check them all out. Check out everybody on the Peak One Sports Network, Betalytics, League Swipe. Support everybody who supports us and uh, enjoy hockey. You are listening to Peak One Sports.